Reading through the text today, um, that gospel text, it made me think of traveling. It made me think of walking. It made me think of going on a journey. And I started to think of those 72 that uh, Jesus had sent out. And as many of you, uh, I always get that phrase mixed up. It doesn't roll off my tongue very well. Many of you know that last summer I had an opportunity to go to Israel. And I took this backpack. It was a two-week trip. And this is what I packed all my stuff in. This was it. I had five shirts. I had two pairs of pants. I had three shorts. I had a small first aid kit. I had a little towel. I had a second backpack that folded up really small that went in here. I had my map book that we had studied for the previous two months as we looked through all the Old Testament travels and events that went on throughout the land. I had the study book that we were supposed to take with us. I had my Bible on one side. I had a water bottle that folded up. And I think there were a couple of other things filled in here too. And when I showed up, I had this thing stuffed to the gills. Oh, there was an extra pair of shoes in here too because we were going to go hike Hezekiah's tunnel and they were going to get wet and I didn't want to carry back shoes. And so we were told to take shoes that we would then get rid of once we got there. But that was all packed in here. And I showed up, and I had it on my back, and they said, where's your luggage? I said, I got it. It's right here. But that was for two weeks. And we have no idea how long the, the 72 ones that were sent out were going on their mission that Jesus sent them out on as they went into the surrounding towns ahead of Jesus. But he said, take nothing. Not a thing. Don't even take sandals. Don't take a money bag. That was the other thing that was in there. I had shekels. I had money. I had a wallet. I had all kinds of stuff. Earbuds, phone. But he said, take nothing. Just go. He sent them off with nothing. Not a thing. That would be scary. How many times do you get into a situation and you feel that you've been sent with nothing? I, I'd like to uh, think of the kids here, okay, going into a new school, a new grade. Sometimes you feel you're not quite prepared. Moving from maybe middle school to high school, feeling you're not prepared. Moving from high school into college, sometimes maybe feeling like you're not prepared. Doing this thing called being an adult, sometimes you feel like you're not prepared, like you're sent with nothing. Your first child comes, right. Your second child comes, still. Third. <laughs> Do I have a fourth? Yeah. There are so many times in life we feel that we are sent with nothing, nothing to offer, nothing to give, nothing to take with us, to hand off to somebody else. And it's a scary spot to be. So you can imagine these 72. Now, they have just witnessed the feeding of the 5,000. They have witnessed Jesus casting out a demon from a small boy. They have witnessed the 12 disciples, the 12 apostles, those that were right closest to Jesus a little bit earlier, being sent out with the same mission, pretty much. Go with nothing and tell people, I'm coming. And tell them, peace be with you. Peace be unto this house. 
See, the hard part, I think, with being sent with nothing a lot of times is you get sent places, and it's really nice when you're received. It's really hard when you're rejected. And I just imagine as these 72 are sent out after seeing everything that they have seen go on in Capernaum, everything they've seen go on in Bethsaida, everything that they've seen go on in Chorazin, all these events that they have seen Jesus do, and now they're being sent out ahead of Jesus to say, peace be with you, the kingdom of God is near. And again, it's nice when you're received to be received into the house, to be brought in, to be told you don't have to go anywhere else, just hang out with them for a while, build a relationship with them. Wherever you land and wherever they welcome you in, they will provide. And it takes a lot of trust. But Jesus says, look, just tell them peace be with you. And if there's a son of peace there, the peace will remain. I'd stop and think on that word peace for just a second. Because peace is nice. This past 4th of July, we went over to Grape Day Park. There were a couple of thousand people there. It was peaceful, surprisingly. You get that many people around and you think maybe something's going to happen, but no, it was peaceful. We were able to watch a kid from one family walk over to a kid from another family and want to play with a ball. They didn't know each other. They just walked over. It was peaceful. They played, enjoyed time together. See, that word peace, we think of it in those very calming terms, those very uh, non-violent going on, non-stressful times. But peace is so much fuller. You see, peace in biblical terms, as we go into the Old Testament, there was peace when Solomon put the last couple of pieces into the temple. It was wholeness. It was complete. It was a full relationship. It was everything was right in the world. Have you felt that before? There's those moments each day, every now and then, where everything just feels right. Everything's in its place. Everyone's where they should be, whether it's a bunch of family over at the house and there's no yelling between kids or adults or anybody. There's just peacefulness. Everyone's getting along. It's calm, but it's whole. See, that idea of peace is what Jesus is sending them with. And he's saying, peace be with you. Wholeness be with you. Completeness be with you. Not just within your family, within this household, but the kingdom of God is near. Peace between you and God is coming. That's what they were sent to proclaim. And again, it's nice. When you're received, when you're sent with nothing and you show up and everything's provided for, it's pretty amazing. You see, the message doesn't change even when you're rejected. It's not personal. You see, when we carry that word of peace, and in this setting they were going before Jesus, we're in a slightly different setting. Jesus has gone before us. So, there's things that are similar, but there's also some things that are different there. But when we are rejected, when those disciples were rejected, when they had gone into a town and that town said, no, we don't want you here, Jesus said, look, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. Don't take it personally. In fact, 
you went with no sandals and your feet were dirty, right? So when you stand in that town and you stand on the edge of that town, say, you know what, even the dust of your town we wipe off against you, but hear this, the kingdom of God is still near. The message is the same, peace. Even in the midst of being kicked out, the message was the same, peace be to you. God doesn't give us any other message to send. He doesn't give us any other message to bring. This is peace. Now, there's certainly words of judgment in that text. Anytime you hear Jesus say, woe unto you, something's going down there, right? And he says, woe to you, Bethsaida, woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Capernaum. That was the third one. Woe to you, Capernaum, right? Now, those three cities are where Jesus did 80% of his ministry. Outside of Jerusalem, that was the little triangle that he worked in. That was the area that saw God at work. That was the area that saw every healing and blessing and power of God. And Jesus says, you don't hear me here. The judgment will come. Because peace has shown up, but if you push away that peace, And God takes care of the judgment of things. And that's comforting, I think, because that's in God's hands. You don't have to take care of the judgment of things. You get to rest in peace and proclaim peace. Not because you have anything to bring to that peace, because Jesus has already gone before you. Not because you have anything necessarily special, but God has given you a promise. A promise that peace is true and whole, and complete between you and God. He says, rest in that promise, no matter what anybody else says, because Jesus has made that promise true for you. Jesus has made that peace between you and God a reality. So that as we go each day, as we walk each day, as we rest in that peace each day, it doesn't matter what comes at us as we're sent as lambs among wolves. Sometimes those wolves are within us. We get to hear that word and that promise of peace, that relationship that is whole between us and God because of Jesus, that forgiveness that is there that nothing can shake or take away because Jesus has made it whole and complete. He's not just died for you for the sins, but he lives for you to give you that promise of life. And that doesn't change. That kingdom of God of life doesn't change. That promise of restoration and reconciliation between us and God does not change because it's God that has done it. Like Chris said in the children's message, there's nothing that we can trade to get that gift. We're sent with nothing except for everything that God gives us. And everything that God gives us guides us. So it gives us a promise, gives us faith to believe in that promise, gives us his Holy Spirit to guide us each day as well so that we don't have to worry about how things are between us and God, but we get to hand over peace in our relationships. We get to guide people towards peace. It doesn't come from anywhere else except for from God. A peace that passes all understanding, right? It's a beautiful peace. 
So in those moments when you feel like you're sent with nothing, as much as that backpack has nothing in it, there's a heart that's full of peace. And we can rest in that peace and promise of God, which is true each and every moment and each and every day, no matter the stresses that come your way. Amen. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the peace that you have made true through your Son, Jesus, and the gift of life that you have given us through baptism in his name and through the word and through the sacrament, through this means of grace on this altar behind us as you continue to be present among your people. We pray that you would point our eyes forward, resting and standing in that peace which you have given. Strengthen us by your spirit and faith to know that the peace that you give is true and sure and that Jesus goes before us as you call us to point to him. In his name we pray. Amen.